Welcome to the Present Beyond Measure show, a brand new podcast at the intersection of analytics, data visualization, and presentation. I'm Leah Pika, and I'm going to show you how to present results to get the results you're looking for. Welcome to the Present Beyond Measure show, where you'll learn the best tips, tools, and techniques for creating and delivering data visualizations and presentations that inspire data-driven decisions, change hearts, and enlighten minds. If you're ready to get your insights noticed, remembered, and acted upon, you're in the right place. Now your host, Leah Pika. Welcome to the inaugural episode of my new podcast, The Present Beyond Measure Show. This has been months in the making and is definitely the project I've been most excited about since I joined the ranks of other crazy webpreneurs out there, as we're known. Mostly just because I like to talk a lot. Um, today's session is going to be a little different than the norm because uh, I'll be explaining who I am, what I do, how I got here, and most importantly, how the show is aiming to benefit you and why you should keep listening in the future. I know your time is very precious and there are so many amazing podcasts to listen to out there. The number grows every single day. So I really appreciate your choosing me for your morning commute or your lunch break or whatnot. So if you haven't heard of me before, my name is Leah Pika and I am the loud and irreverent voice behind leahpika.com, which is a growing online destination for people who want to present data and get their audience to give a hoot about it. I'm also a digital analytics consultant for uh, Team Demystified, which is under Analytics Demystified, and a practitioner of all things digital for over 11 years now, um, close to 12. And in some of my previous lives included managing digital programs for Scholastic, Victoria's Secret, Ralph Lauren, and most recently, Prudential for the last seven years. And I'm also a wife, a mother, um, to a gigantic and hilarious toddler. You'll be hearing all about him. Um, I love to cook and dance and all sorts of other things. So that's me in a nutshell. And you might be asking, who the heck is this girl and what is she all about? So I'm very ha happy to answer that. You know, as a closet Marvel comic fan, I love a good origin story. So here's mine. I'm of Northern Greek descent, and in fact, I'm descended from a long line of very cranky, curmudgeon-y people. Um, my maiden name is Cinefakis, which translates to Little Cloud. And that says something about my lineage. Um, but I love being Greek. I feel very connected with my heritage. And one of the defining elements of uh, my family gatherings as a child were a round table of storytelling. All of us would rehash all of our most hilarious travel and holiday anecdotes, and we would just be rolling on the floor for hours. And my uncle would encourage me to just <laughs> rehash the same stories over and over. And he even gave me the gift of a beautiful handmade doll named Thalia, um, and who was actually the Greek goddess of storytelling. Um, so that just to give you an idea of how notorious I am in my family for telling long-winded but very entertaining stories. But this chapter of my childhood gave me a really valuable lesson in the art of comedy and dramatic pause and effective storytelling. And of course, as a child, I had no idea how that would help me in my future career path. 
So fast forward to high school, and I had engaged in a new form of storytelling, which was musical theater. I was so sure I was destined for the Great White Way, and I did every play, every musical, and I continued musical theater and opera in college, and I was totally procrastinating on picking a major. Except college theater was kind of like a cold shower. I could not believe how good these people were. This was a big pond, and they were so committed. (laughs) And I realized, you know, as good as they all were, very few of them would realize the career they really wanted so badly. And, you know, frankly, I I didn't really want the show life. I didn't want the instability and and never knowing when that next role was going to come along. So I decided it was time to change tack and find something a little more practical as a career path. Um, the problem was I had no clue what I wanted to do. I knew I loved using computers and I loved psychology, but back in the early 2000s, there was absolutely no major making use of these skills. So I kind of fumbled my way through an information systems major. Um, and I hope I'd never again encounter something like a fundamental signal frequency formula ever again. My fellow MIS majors know exactly what I'm talking about. And when I graduated, I did a major head scratch as to what exactly I should do from there. And I was lucky enough to find a job in a mystical new frontier, internet marketing. Internet marketing was this perfect intersection between technology, consumer psychology, and shopping, And I just fell completely in love with all aspects of it. Um, You know, I loved SEO. I loved usability, email marketing, database stuff. It was amazing. But after trying my hand at specializing in a couple of those roles, I realized I didn't want to pigeonhole myself into one area in the execution of that area. I really loved seeing how each of these channels and tactics performed and figure out ways to make them perform better. And that is when I discovered web analytics. Man, I was having a field day crunching numbers, pivoting data, creating segments. I became a total data junkie and I was absolutely loving it. But... um. No one actually mentioned to me when I took on this role that one day I'd have to go in a conference room and convince these very important people called stakeholders to care about and act on my data. In fact, it was like kind of the whole point of the job. And, you know, no one actually tells you that when you go in that conference room, what they're really thinking is, hey, you, I don't care about what you do all day. I care that you show me something that's going to move my business forward. And I want you to show it to me in a way that I can understand quickly and easily and in a way that makes me want to do something about it. Oh, and by the way, I'm still going to ask you for things that don't matter like hits, (laughs) but give it to me anyway. Um, You know, and I, I found that really challenging, even though the musical theater background sort of gave me, came in handy with that. And I wasn't too nervous standing in front of people and talking. I was just getting these blank stares of like, what is she talking about? And just that feeling at the end of the meeting that you walk out of there and after all that hard work that it didn't really sink in. 
And I was really spinning my wheels. You know, my presentations weren't terrible, (laughs) but they weren't really great either. And I was making a lot of the mistakes that I know about now. And I just kept hitting walls with, with where I wanted to go with them. Every bit of presentation and data visualization knowledge I could get my hands on. And I mean, I threw myself into this headfirst. I started learning everything, getting all of my hands on everything about principles of cognition, how recall works, storytelling strategies, brainstorming processes, presentation and design principles, delivery techniques, the whole package. Nothing was safe for me. (laughs) You know, I poured through the works of Edward Tufte, who's considered the godfather of data visualization. I read amazing books by Stephen Few, by John Medina, Gar Reynolds, Nancy Duarte. I was just totally hooked. And, you know, as I was creating my presentation, I realized that while these principles would help me make the most of Prezi, and they did, they should be applied to any presentation scenario. It it wasn't just limited to Prezi alone. And I poured my heart and soul into that presentation. I gave it every bit of ounce of attention getting, um, storytelling, every anticipation, every technique I could think of went into that. And you know what? It really paid off. This was my big experiment on putting all these principles into play. And it ended up getting the highest rated session of the day. I had the dean coming up asking me to come back the following year. I was like walking on air. It was an amazing feeling, which was great until I busted my knee that night, slipping in the dorm. Um, I didn't actually walk in my commencement. I hobbled, but that's a story for another day. But, you know, when I came back home to reality, my eyes were totally opened and I was absolutely determined to bring what I learned to my actual analytics work. And one day I came across some really interesting site search data. It was very exciting. And yes, I'm allowed to get excited about site search data because I'm a giant data nerd. Um, And I didn't want this data to fall into what I call the (laughs) the data black hole. Um, So I decided, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to do this again. I'm going to put every principle I've learned into presenting this case study around site search. And lo and behold, it blew my team away. And, you know, it inspired so much action. They reactivated a dormant site search project, which allowed us to optimize the functionality. And that ended up reducing our exit rate after search. They gave us more budget to expand our analytics capabilities. We started getting invited to meetings earlier, kickoff meetings to help inform projects rather than just watch them kind of founder after launch. And, you know, not that that has happened every time, but it's happened enough times where I'm convinced that this process and this approach really works. And that was really the beginning of the path towards my present beyond measure mission. After that, I started witnessing a lot of lackluster presentations that had very disappointing results with a lot of sort of shoulder raises like, okay, thanks. And I just, 
I just did not want that to happen to me and my team anymore. It's funny. It's like this old 80s movie where this guy finds these really creepy glasses that reveal that the world is being dominated by these hideous aliens disguised as real people. I think it's called They Live or something like that. It's a, it's a classic. Um, but all of a sudden, I was seeing the same mistakes being made over and over. And I realized that this was really a far-reaching problem, especially when I started attending analytics conferences. You know, a lot of the content focuses on the practicing of analytics, the technical aspect, um, getting more accurate data and how to segment data. But none of it went so far as to talk about what happens when you're in that conference room in front of these people. How do you get them to care? And looking at the presentations themselves, I was starting to see how much in need we all were of learning some of these principles. And you know, there's no school or course for newly minted analysts starting their careers to learn this stuff in a context that's relevant to our kind of data. So they're entering these careers just totally unprepared. And you know, they're going to continue the same chain of mistakes because that's what everyone else is doing. And you know, I want to help stop that chain. I want to stop that cycle. And one of my goals for next year is to remedy that exact issue. So stay tuned for a little bit more on that. So, you know, I had this sort of mission bubbling up inside of me, but it had nowhere to go. And in 2013, I think it was, um, after my first child, I had the opportunity to take the stage at the 4C Client Summit. I've been a client of 4C for a very long time. Um, I've used their survey product for a while, and typically they like to have case studies. Uh, typically, for any client summit, you know they like to have case studies showcasing how clients leveraged their solutions. But I wanted to talk about the mission, and I pleaded with them to take a chance on me <laughs> and let me talk about how to find that perfect intersection of excellent presentation and data visualization and how to stop making the same mistakes that we always make. And they said yes. And I poured every ounce of presentation knowledge I had that I could fit into a half hour. And I started realizing that a lot of this stuff, these ideas, would probably be a little tough for people to hear because they've been doing things a certain way for a long time. You know, and I really, this was going to be a game-changing sort of talk. And I was totally, totally terrified. <laughs> but luckily, I didn't need to be. The audience absolutely loved it. I was amazed <laughs> how much they loved it. And the response that I got was incredible. I was so humbled by it. They later told me that it was one of the highest scoring sessions of all time of their summit, which, I mean, they've had some tremendous sessions. Um, that was just incredible to hear. So, you know, it, it kind of bolstered me in that this was something, there was really something here. And because of that session, um, the 
one, the only Tim Wilson of Analytics Demystified and my good friend Michelle Kiss, also of Analytics Demystified, they caught wind of this session and asked me to come present at their Accelerate Client Summit later that year. And now I wasn't a client, so they were, again, taking a bit of a chance on me. Um, but once again, it got really great reviews. Um, I got a great response and no one threw any tomatoes or there were no pitchforks, <laughs> much to my surprise. And I just felt renewed again that, that this was an amazing thing. But back then I had no idea what I could do with that other than just talk about it at, at uh, summits and continue on my merry way with my own career. Um, then it came around to Emetrix Boston last fall. And at this point, you know, I had started to see online business as a business uh, where people were having careers teaching others online in different capacities through different channels. And I was so fascinated by this. And it, it was like all of the skills I had applied in some way to that. And when I presented at Boston, the response was great again. And people started asking, do you blog? Do you coach? And a lightning bolt hit me. Like, this is it. Let's let's do this. So I decided to just dip my toe in the water. Um, you know, I picked up a couple of clients, um, doing presentation work and doing some coaching. Um, you know, personally, my favorite kind of presentation is that sort of keynote TED talk style where you're really, you have like the rapt attention. It's a big audience. I, you're sort of feeding off the energy and, you know, letting their energy affect you. Um, I think it ties back to my musical theater days where that comes from. But of course, that's not the vast majority of presentations that people in this industry do. Um, but it's just my personal preference. And one of the services I offer is coaching and design work for people in this field who do presentations in that format. Um, I just found myself so exhilarated by hearing the people, hearing what people struggle with in terms of gaining confidence and finding their story and keeping people's attention. I, it really, all of it just really spoke to me. Um, but again, the majority of the community I have won't necessarily need that personal one-on-one -on -one attention, but I am available for that. So a few months later, you know, kind of trying to build a small following and such, I was finally ready to take the plunge. I presented at eMetrics San Francisco and I announced that I'd be going my own way. Um, also with a part-time role on Team Demystified, which has been an incredible, incredible opportunity to learn and grow. Um, but, you know, it was a huge leap for me to leave the stability and comfort of my corporate job. And I won't say that entrepreneurship doesn't have its challenges. It certainly does. But honestly, I am having a blast connecting with people like you looking for help and getting their insights and your personal brand recognized at work and inside and outside of work. 
And, you know, if you already know me from my blog or in person, I'm a very transparent person and I'm very honest about everything. I do tend to haul out my soapbox on occasion. I'm a extremely impassioned person, but it comes from a place of deep conviction and the desire to just help people. And yes, I get a little zany from time to time, but you know, hopefully that won't stand in the way of me helping you learn and grow. So now I want to talk a little bit about why I'm doing this podcast. I'm going to confess that I'm a huge podcast addict. I discovered them in trying to tackle some health issues last year. And, you know, when I started learning about online business, I saw that podcasts were a huge channel for people trying to reach out and connect to their audience. And I just needed to join the party. I mean, I just absolutely love this medium. It's a way to produce some more fluid conversation between me, my guests, and of course you. Uh, create dynamic and more unfiltered content. Um, and it's just the best way to get to know me and my authentic self, which I hope you'd like to do. Um, so before I go further, I, I really want to um, I really want to talk about the name of the show. I'm not really great at naming things. I'm a creative person, but I'm not one of those good namers, uh, which is why I couldn't come up with anything better than Leah Pika for the name of my website. Um, you know, I had to toss around some names with my family, like the Viz Whisperer or the Slide Sherpa. Pimp My Slide was interesting, but that got vetoed by some as potentially offensive. So I'm sorry for that. Um, you know, I even changed one of the taglines to Primp My Slide, if, if that meets your approval. But I realized I really had to sit down and do some brainstorming. And, you know, after line after line of words trying to stick these ideas together of presentation and data visualization and analytics, suddenly the phrase present beyond measure popped into my brain. And now this has several different meanings, which is why I love it. If you're an active digital analyst on Twitter, you'll know that our community's hashtag is measure. And yes, I'm a digital analyst, so this show is catered to digital analysts, but really, my principles can apply to anyone presenting digital data or just data for that matter. It, it doesn't have to be limited to just that field. And that's sort of the double meaning behind beyond. Um, if you're an analyst, the goal is to learn to present better than you ever have, and this information can span beyond just the measure sphere. So that's the idea there. Now, something I want to really convey right at the beginning here is that you're, you're going to have to keep an open mind and heart about what I'm going to be talking about. I'm going to be mentioning a lot of tips for doing things quickly, but I'm also going to be discussing bigger picture concepts that might test your presentation philosophy or practice and put it in perspective. Some changes are going to be harder to make than others, and nothing is overnight, but by committing to this show, you are committing to traveling the journey to presentation enlightenment. It is a journey, and not expecting just a quick fix destination, because that's not what it is. All 
right, I want to take the next segment to talk about what exactly you'll be able to expect from the Present Beyond Measure show. I'm hoping to publish around every 10 days, 10 to 14 days. So bi-weekly is the goal. Um, Each show is going to aim to be around 15 to 25 minutes long, not too long because I know your time is precious. And it may err on the longer side of that, depending on whether I have a super fun guest. And it's just going to be a fire hose of practical tips to make your data presentation stand out and bigger picture, you know, more elevated thought provoking concepts about shifting your whole philosophy around presenting information. You know, I'm going to have topics that are going to include how to save time with templates and palettes, keyboard shortcuts how to manage your nerves, how to brainstorm presentations, preparation techniques, design, how to use imagery, all kinds of stuff that goes into this practice. And in every episode, I'll be closing with a random power tip for Excel or PowerPoint or Tableau. And I'm going to be calling that the upgrade segment. And I'd love for you to collect your own upgrades for to mention to me for awesome data viz and presentations for the Present Beyond Measure community. I'm also occasionally going to have some special spontaneous guests. I'm looking for analytics gurus who present frequently in the industry or people who have been really successful presenting information internally at organizations to see what they can offer uh, practitioners and or just experts in data visualization and presentation. Um, I'm also going to be doing video podcasts where I would love for you to send in a slide or a chart that you have and ask me, you know, what would I do with this? Something you're struggling with, something that you presented and it just didn't work. Um, I would love to do online makeovers for these charts and have the community benefit from seeing how, uh, how we would tackle that. So, Be on the lookout for a way to submit any sort of problem children charts (laughs) and visuals and slides that you're working on. And you know, my goal is that after every episode, you will walk away with totally actionable tips and techniques, and that's going to really set your work apart in your organizations or at your next conference. And just as an FYI, you may occasionally experience an audio bombing from my extremely loud and stubborn Welsh corgi. His name is Hammy. He has a massive Napoleon complex. He's three times as long as he is high, but you would never know from his crazy ear-splitting bark. (laughs) So just so you know, you've been warned. All right, we've now hit the upgrade segment. It's the random tip of the tip of the day. So did you know that you can save formatted charts as templates in Excel and PowerPoint? You know, one of the most common issues that I hear from people is how long it takes to implement a lot of different formatting changes and clean them up uh, for presentations and that you have to start from scratch every single time you do it. So, you know, once you make all of your formatting changes, just right click on the chart, say save as template. And when you want to apply those settings to a new chart you're working on, you just click to activate the chart and that dynamic menu will come up at the top chart tools. You go to the design ribbon. In the type group, you'll click 
change chart type. And then in that dialog box on the left, you'll see templates. And then you just click the template that you just saved. And it'll instantly apply all of your formatting changes. It's just been a huge time saver for me. Um, And it can really make the difference between that last minute crunch of getting a chart out the door that doesn't look so great to, um, to making it work really well and still saving time. All right, that's all I've got for you today. We've come to the end. Thank you so, so much for listening to my very first episode of the Present Beyond Measure show. If you like what you've heard, definitely hop on over to iTunes to subscribe. Please leave a rating and review. I would love that. Rating and reviews are extremely appreciated and important because they affect the rankings of this show. And I'll actually be reading out my favorite reviews on future episodes because I want to show you a little love back. And if you want to review the show notes for this episode, you can visit leahpica.com, L-E-A-P-I-C-A.com slash episode 001 to review the show notes. And you'll find all of the resources I've mentioned in the episode today. I would love to, if you could leave me a comment or suggestions on the show page, because I want to hear about the challenges you face when presenting information doing data visualizations quickly, or anything you'd like me to talk about here. Or you can tweet me a question for the show by including my Twitter handle, which is at Leapika, and including the hashtag PBM, as in present beyond measure, or peanut butter mush, as I like to think about it, whatever works for you, um, just to make sure that I see it. Because you know, this, this podcast is really only as helpful as you help me make it. And I really want to answer your burning questions. So please post a comment, email me, tweet me, whatever. And don't forget to sign up for my free e-newsletter where you'll get access to all of my exclusive tools and templates and tips that will save you lots of time and help you viz quickly, accurately, and memorably. So we've arrived at the random quote of the day. And I will leave you with a little bit of wisdom from the inimitable Nancy Duarte of Duarte Designs. And this is from her book, Slideology. Never deliver a presentation you wouldn't want to sit through. Having sat through so many painful presentations and given so many myself, I take this quote to heart very seriously. And if you stay tuned, we will learn exactly how to do this better together. I can't wait to take this journey with you. Namaste.